0: primary character of the text is Jacob. Prior to the text specifically most of Jacob's life he had lived up to the meanings of his name. To subplant is the first meaning. To subplant is to take another person's possession by force or trickery. And Jacob was low down when it came to taking somebody's Possession, especially by trickery. He did it to his own brother Esau. Now I don't know how you feel about it, but to me that's just low down. Now I ain't going to judge Jacob too harshly because I have been low down before. We got some pretty women in here. I don't know if you've noticed it or not. There's some pretty women in here. You can't even point out one because they're in every section. Put your hand up, pretty women. Look at them. We got some pretty. And all of them with their hand up, pretty. But there has been a time in these pretty women's lives. that they have been low down. I know we have good brothers in here. Yeah, I know it. So, some of you, you would literally give a person the shirt off your back. You, you are that good of a person. But at one time in your life, you were low down. You were low down. But Jacob's name also means to follow another at the heel, the back part of the foot. And when you're following somebody based upon being on the back of that heel, you're following the wrong way. Because you can follow when you follow that way, you're trying to trip the person up. Following, but following the wrong way. I said following but following the wrong way and, and you can really elaborate uh when it comes to following the wrong way because sometimes if, if if all you do as a follower is criticize, you're following the wrong way if you're following but you can see everybody's fault but your faults you're following the wrong way. If you want everything to go a certain way, but but you won't put forth effort to make sure it goes the right way, you're following the wrong way. So bottom line, when it came to Jacob, and even when it comes to our past, hopefully not our present, Jacob was jacked up. And we can truly say when it comes to our lives, there was a time to where we were just jacked up. Low down and just jacked up. And so Jacob being a sub being low down, being jacked up, caught up with him. And after doing his brother wrong, he decided he was going to take off. He was going to flee. And contextually, Jacob got to a certain place. And the only reason he stopped at the place that he had gotten to is because the sun had set. Matter of fact, let me, let's just read that. Because I want you to n- know what I'm talking about. Notice the 11th verse of uh, Genesis 28. So he or Jacob came to a certain place and stayed there all night. This is the reason. Because the sun had set. It's getting late. The sun setting. So I'm just going Stay right here. Now remember, we're talking about somebody that's low down. Now, the sunset has positive and negative meanings. One of the negative meanings of sunset is a state of decline when it comes to a person's prosperity or Productivity. See, Jacob had had gotten himself in bad shape because of his lifestyle. And so, even though it was literally sunset when he decided to just stop, figuratively, his life was in a state of decline. That's how I was before I got saved. I'm just telling you the truth. I, I, I had been so low down to where I got in a low, 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 y'all going to help me, low place. How many have ever been on a low place? You ever had, you ever had your own sunset? Where you've seen things declining in your life. Things going from better to worse. But see, God had something to do with what was happening to Jacob at the time when, when you look in hindsight. Because the place that Jacob had decided to stop in just because it was sunset was the actual place he needed to be. And that's just like us. Some of us had to hit rock bottom before we would finally listen to God. Some of us had to go through a whole lot of changes before we finally saw that we needed God in our lives. We needed to make a change for the battle. If I'm talking about you, stick your hand straight up and say you're talking about me, preacher. Some of y'all being a little quiet on it. I need that loud voice, that big voice. One more time. Put them hands up and if it be true, say you're talking about me, preacher. preacher. And so he went to sleep. And he began to dream. He dreamed. And I'm in no dreams of mess with you. Woo, good God dreams. Lord have mercy. I'm gonna tell you something. Some, some dreams you have are because of what you ate. Yeah, you can eat certain things, and then you dream and all this stuff. And and that's all it is. You just ate. You just ate a particular thing and based on that you have in dreams. Then some dreams are demonic. Yeah, they are. You don't have demonic dreams. But you was thinking about something you didn't have no business thinking about. No, ain't no need in looking like you real clean when it comes to that. All all of us at one time or another have had a dream we didn't have no business dream. I see that little smile on your face. I wasn't saying it for you to smile, but you know what I'm talking about, right? But then there are dreams that are divine. See, God will deal with you in dreams. He'll show you yourself in dreams. He'll show you who he is in dreams. He'll show you what you should or should not do in dreams. He'll even show you something in a dream that could change your life for the better. Some of us right now, some of the most wonderful things that have ever happened to us, we saw it in a dream before it happened. We saw it. We saw ourselves prosperous when we were in a low place, but it was in a dream. And when it finally manifested or came to pass, the Spirit of God will bring to our remembrance that remember the dream you had and see God has brought that Dream to fruition, and so Jacob again. His, his mind was, "I'm just gonna stay right here because the sun is setting, and have nothing to do with God." This girl been asking me to go to church so much. I'm just gonna go today. Pastor's been talking about this, tired. Them diggers been talking about this, tired. I'm going to see, I'm just going to tie because I'm tired of hearing about it. See what it's going to do. Isn't it amazing? Sometimes you, you will do something or think something for the wrong reason, even though it's the right thing to do. And so Jacob. Went to sleep one way, but because of the dream, he woke up another way. Come to church one way, but because of the word, leave another way. Whenever something happens like that is divine. Whether we are talking about a dream, a vision, a visit, or something else. God has a way of getting your attention. God has a way of revealing or making himself plain to you. And so when he he woke up. He didn't wake up. As the sub Didn't wake up. As a low-down man. But he woke up. As a man that, that knew. That it was something different. About the place that he was in. Notice again what he says here. In verse 16. Surely, God in this place. Now, now remember, his daddy was holy. His daddy was the son of Abraham, the man of faith. So, Jacob knew about the word. He knew about the presence of God. But because he had got himself so out of the will of God living as a subplanter, Ichibal was upon him to the point to where he couldn't feel the presence of God. Some of us know what it is to backslide and not even be able to feel the very anointing, the very presence of God. Some of us know what it is when the Shekinah glory gets on us from our crown to the sole of our feet and we have to just lift our hands and let go and let God have his way. But some of us also know what it is to be out of the presence of God because we have not been submitting to his will the way we should. Am I still talking about you? And, and so he, he discerned that the Lord is in this place. This is is God's place. The presence of God is here. But then he looked back and remembered how he decided to stay in that place just simply because it was sunset. And he said, and I didn't even know it. Right place. Wrong mind. You can come to church in the right place to get your healing. But your mind is not where it needs to be. In order to receive your Rafa. God will heal you, but your mind has to be in the right place. Come to church wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in sin. You're in the right place to get untied, get untangled. But your mind is not where it needs to be. You've been going through a whole lot of stuff all week. And depression has consumed you. You're in the right place to be made free. You're in a place where truth is going forth. And John eight thirty one and 32 say The truth will make you free. You're in the place to be free, but your mind is not where it needs to be. See, it's important that your mind is in the right place. Jesus said to some folk that, that were astonished at his words that if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. He was letting them know it can happen for you, but your mind got to be in the right place. And I'm wondering this morning if you're going through something that, that you need God's help in, you're in the right place, but your mind is in the wrong place. I need somebody to help me this morning to just take a little survey. Just ask somebody, where's your mind at this morning? where's your mind at this morning you're in the right place but where is your mind you're looking for some help and God said in Psalm 46 and 1 he'll be a very present help in time of need but is your mind in the right place to get the help that you need you say you need a financial blessing God done done open it up in his house that you can give and receive the good measure the press down the shaking together and the running over but is your mind in the right place? Some of us know what it is to come to the house of God, to the church of the living God and have a, have our mind somewhere else. Look at somebody's straight face and just ask them, where's your mind at? I mean right now, where's your mind at right now? Whatever you need, you can get it in God's house. Whatever you're going through, God can help you right here. He ordained for his church to be a church of prayer, to be a church of healing, to be a church of deliverance, to be a church where the bound can be loosed. But your mind has to be in the right place. I know you need something impossible, and if you believe... God to do it Paul bragged on God He said he'll do exceeding abundantly Above all that you ask Or think But your mind has to be in the right place For God to show up and show out Your mind has to be in the right place For God to touch you from your crown To the sole of your feet For God to turn your situation Completely around Where is your Where is your mind Jesus was in a place, but the people's mind wasn't right. And the scripture says something that's, that's very sad. Jesus was there ready, ready to do some great things. But, but then the scripture says he could not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. mindset was wrong. How many times have you missed your blessing? Because your mind was not in the right place. How many times? How how many times have you allowed somebody to change your mind for the word? God set you up to the point to where he fixed your mind. He did a Romans 12 and 2 on you. Your mind was in the right place but then you got to hanging with somebody that you didn't have no business hanging with and that mind that was transformed became messy. I better back up and and, and just give you what Romans 12 and 2 says. It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove or know what is the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. How many times has your mind been on your healing? Your mind been on what God gonna do for you? Only for you to get around somebody you had no business getting around to, to cause your mind to get back in a jacked up position. Folk will mess up your mind. You have to be careful. Professional folks will mess up your mind. They'll get to trying to tell you more about yourself and they just met you. Get to trying to tell you who you are and they just met you based upon what they see on paper. If you can allow somebody to define you based upon what they see or what they think, there's something wrong with your mind. I tell folks in a minute, you don't know me like that yeah I see what you're saying on the paper but you don't know me like that you, you don't know my whole story you just see it, this, that and the other you don't know everything we have to sit down and talk for hours before you know me like that but the sad thing about us we can talk to a person we never met for about five minutes and our whole mindset will change some of us are that weak got a word for you. You you will easily become somebody's flunking. When you think the way another person wants you to think, you are a flunking. Yeah, I said it. Go home and talk about it at the dinner table because I'm meaning what I say. Now, I don't want you to continue to be no flunking. But if you're going to let somebody push you around. To the point to where they control your thinking? You're flunking. See, as the children of God, we have to remember Philippians 2 and 5. Let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. Don't let the preacher, don't let the deacon, don't let the elder, don't let anybody else control your mind when it's in contrast to God's word your mind needs to be according to Christ. The anointed one. The revealer of the secrets of God. The one that promises things and then turns around and backs them up. I used to be a flunky. I used, I used to talk to folks. I, I would go, I would be happy and after talking to them folks, I would become miserable. Am I the only one in the house? What was that? Somebody's flunky. What do you mean flunky? I don't like that. Well, let me just break flunky down so you can see whether or not I'm telling the truth. Whenever somebody can change your mindset from good to worse, you're flunky. Whenever you're happy about your situation, but then you talk to somebody and you get upset about your situation and start liking your situation, you are a flunk. I have been a flunk, but I made up in my mind I was going to quit being a pushover for folk. Your mind has to be as the mind of Christ. And for your mind to be as the mind of Christ, it has to be a mind that understands God's word. Again, Romans 12 and 2. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove or know what is the good, acceptable, perfect will. Right place. Wrong mind. And though Genesis 28, 16 and 17 does not talk about Jacob repenting, when you consider the two verses, it's obvious that he did when, when he realized that he was in the right place with the wrong mindset, a change happened. And see, that's what needs to happen for us. When, when, when you realize and you can talk within yourself that you are a flunky, you I can't keep being nobody's flick. This, this changes now. This stops now. So look what he did. After, after he decreed again in sixteen in the 16th verse, that latter part, surely the Lord is in this place, and I. I didn't know it. Next thing he does is he repents. Notice. Verse 17. Y'all staying with me? And he was. Afraid and sad. Now what he says is about God. But but, but what I want to get. You to see. Right now is that he was. Afraid. He was. Afraid. The Hebrew word, yeah. Which speaks in one sense about being scared of something, of somebody. But yeah also has to do with reverence. And see, the text is theological or about because notice what he's talking about now is strictly about God. God is in this place, and, and I didn't even know it. And so then he feared, why? Because he recognized that God was in that place. Not being afraid of God, but knew that he needed to reference God. Knew it was time to quit subplanning planning and to start yielding to the will. Just, just like the time when, when we finally realized I, I got to quit going to the club's head and sing in the choir Sunday. This end now. I got to stop stooping down in the pew and taking me a drink while the preacher up. Who used to do that? And get myself... Together. I gotta quit leaving the church and and, and smoking and drinking and doing such, and I gotta get myself together. And so the fear of God, a reverence for God came upon Jacob. He started reverencing him. He repented, he had a change in his heart. And the heart in one cent represents choice. And so he chose to fear. He didn't try to get over on God when he recognized it it was a place where God was abiding. He didn't try to get over on God. He didn't try to supplant. He began to fear or to reverence God. Same way as us. We got to the point where, man, I just got to get this stuff up. It's time for me to get my life together. And see, when you're saved, you, you go through stages like this to where you can be born again, but you know you have not been giving God your best. And so you go through a similar stage as Jacob to where God causes an awareness to take place. And you recognize, I need to get my act together. I don't need to be in church not receiving what God has ordained for me to receive I got to get myself together I'm on the praise team but I ain't even believing the songs that I'm singing I got to get myself together I'm a preacher I lead prayer but I'm not even believing what I pray I got to get myself together I'm laying hands on folks, praying for them to get healed but I don't even believe in healing the way I need I got To get myself together. And it starts with a refreshing or a fear of God to the point to where you submit yourself to him. Wholly letting him know I know you're in this place. I know you're real. I know you can do anything save faith. And so when Jacob recognizes that he he is in the right place, it's obvious that the wrong mind that he had has been loosed. Say to your neighbor, just loose that wrong mind right now. You are a free moral agent. God gave you power to loose that bad mind, that wrong thinking. Loose it right now. talking down about yourself quit talking down about your future quit talking down because you've been around haters you've been around folk that don't want you to do better don't want you to go far and make up in your mind you're gonna be the person that god ordained for you to be you're gonna fulfill the purpose that god has ordained for your life you're gonna have everything god has ordained for you to have plus are you with me And so Jacob started having church by himself. And how many know sometimes you got to have church by yourself? Sometimes in your living room you got to start turning in victory when defeat is knocking on your forehead. Sometimes you got to leap for joy in your basement when everything that can go wrong is taking place. You still got to give God the glory. You still got to give God the praise. You still got to give him some Judah. Am I still talking about you? He done started fearing or reverencing God, and then he starts to decree. Or starts to release revelation, get this, to himself. To himself. Yeah. And y'all, I don't preach to myself. You're messing yourself up. Oh, I preach to myself all the time matter of fact I have, a, I have a whole service to myself I be going up 20 in my truck and I, have my little, I have my prayer service thank you Lord for a beautiful day thank you Lord everything is just wonderful everything is working out good and then I have my I, I, after having my own prayer then I go into uh, my little prayer service sometimes I may cut on the CD and sing along with somebody or sometimes I may make up my own song. You know, because I feel like singing a new song unto the Lord. Oh, you ain't never made up your own song? I may have a song like, Lord, you're good on this Wednesday and it is Wednesday. Lord, you're good on this Wednesday and it is Wednesday. That's a good song to me. Sometimes it's just a hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah to your name, Lord. Lord, you're great and greatly to be praised. And sometimes folks will pass by and they'll look and they I ain't no telling what they're thinking, but I just keep right on in my praise service. And after the praise service, I start preaching to myself. I am going to be healed. I am going to be delivered. I am going to be strengthened. I am going to prosper. I am going to do good. Because better and bigger is here. In my clothes, he talks about three things. In reference to God. When he became aware of God, he talks about three things in reference to the place that he was in. First thing he talks about in reference to the place is that it is awesome. Awesome equates excellent. I am in an excellent place. See, see sometimes no matter what's going on in your life, you have to remember that you are a child of God. You are in the hand of God. And no matter what's going on, you have to say to yourself, I am in a good place. It may not be going as well as I want it to go when I look with my natural eye, but I know I am in a good place. And you define it as a good place based upon God's word and what you know about his word. I can say I am in a good place this morning even though there are a whole lot of things going on in my life. That there are some things I'm going to have to take care of tomorrow and and it's probably going to be a good bit of money that I'm going to have to put on the table. But understand this, I am in a good place place. The reason I'm in a good place is because of one of my scripture that I love to quote. Romans 8 and 28. All things work together for the good because I love God and I am the call according to his purpose. It's going to work out for my good despite what I'm going through. It's going to work out for my good. I'm in a good place. This is awesome this is excellent can you say that about your place or the place that you are in that you are in a good place and it's going to work out for your good now remember he was going through it at the time Jacob but he said I'm in an awesome place I'm in an awesome place I am in an excellent place. Now, awesome also speaks in reference to how it moves a person. It stirs or evokes a person's emotions to think about good instead of bad. And like it or not, God made his children to be optimistic And we can tell that by scripture. Scripture like James 1. When when James knew that the brethren, the 12 tribe was going through a whole lot of trouble, a whole lot of difficulties, but he said to them, count it all joy. Count it all joy. Be happy even though you're going through what you're going through. Then he gave them a reason why they needed to count it joy. Notice, he gave them a reason why they needed to count it, Joe. But sometimes you need to give yourself a reason why you need to be happy. You need to give yourself a reason why you should be happy even though the bill you just got is more than you were expecting. You need to find out a reason why you should be happy despite what the bill is. Ooh, some of y'all looking strange right now. I know I'm talking to somebody, though. Whose rhema is this? Put your hand up and say, Pastor, you're giving me a rhema right now. But then he, he went further. The second thing he decreed about the place is this is a house of God. This God's house right here. This God's house. He knew he was in a sacred place. I want to show you something that Paul said to Timothy. Go to uh, 1 Timothy and keep keep in mind, Jacob knew he was in the house of God. Can I tell y'all something? I'm excited right now. You excited right now? I mean, it's your word. I saw God to give it to get it for you. You should be happy right now. But notice 1 Timothy 3 and 15. Matter of fact, I'm going to start at verse 14 for clarity. Paul said to Timothy, these things I write to you, though I hope to come to you shortly. But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to help me conduct yourself or to behave. Timothy, I, I need you to know how to behave. Where? In the house of God. And this is what I want you to get, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of what? The truth. This is the house of God. This is where the living God resides. Believe it or not, God is not in every church. God it's so big he's everywhere but his presence his Shekinah glory does not dwell in every church building. His presence does not dwell in every house. you are holding on? On your street. But you need to make sure that it's in your house. I have been to Churches, small and big, and I knew the moment I got there, Ikebog is here, not, not the Holy Spirit. Paul let Timothy know that when it comes to the house of God, that you will be able to feel God because it is the house of the living God. The scripture talks about dead congregations, or churches. But when you go to God's house, the place where his glory, his presence is, you going to feel the living God. There is a distinction. How many are understanding. But then he also talked about one thing that's very important that's going to go forth in God's church, not just in the preaching. But from but in the entire service, truth. When the MC gets up, truth should be going forth. When the minister prays, truth should be going forth. When the praise team gets up and ministers in song, truth should be going forth. Why? It's the house of of God, it's a house of truth. It's, it's a house where people should be being freed if they understand the purpose or one of the purposes of God's house. It's a place where truth comes forth, it is, and truth, according to John 17, sanctifies you, and according to John 8 31, 32 in part, it frees you. And then we can even take it further. John 14 and 6. Truth is Jesus. It's a place where you're going to experience salvation. Jesus equates the Savior or the one who saves. You're going to receive salvation. But you have to come into his church with that mindset. I've, I've had folks, and I don't mind praying for folks that, that what they're getting ready to have surgery and so forth, that it goes well. But sometimes it's good to just come up and say, I want you to pray that, that the truth of God or God's will will, will take place in my life. Because God may heal you before you get to the doctor. A God may heal you and when you get to the doctor the doctor says well I want to take another x-ray and when he takes the x-ray everything is gone and guess what happened you have become a testimony to that doctor the truth will make you free and finally he says this is the gate of heaven. It's the gate of heaven right here. Let me show you something. Let's go to Psalm 100. I'm closing with this. Psalm 100. Now now remember this is where he is. And he getting all of this revelation and revealing it to himself. And see the reason he needed to get it to reveal it to himself because it was going, the the nation of Israel was going to come through Jacob. And so Jacob was going to have to be responsible for not only transforming because you know, God changed his name from Jacob to Israel, a fighter of God, a prince with God. So he was going to have to instill in his children of the nation of Israel the truths of God. And that's why God gave him revelation while he was by himself. And it's a picture of the pastor as the pastor reveals revelation that God gives him why he is by himself. He gives it to me, not for me to hold on to. I come to church and I pour it out to you. But notice Psalm 100. Verse 4. Y'all there? Enter into hills. Gates. With what? I'm gonna just stop right there. But notice, Jacob said, this is the gate of heaven. Heaven equates God. And so God was letting him know you're in a place where you should be thankful. I know you're running from something. I know what you done done. But you're in a place right now where you should be thankful. You know stuff we care about? We we should never uh, hold on to that stuff. We should always have an attitude of gratitude. Why? Because God never intends for us to carry what, what we like to carry. Peter understood that so plain the way he told the church. He said, look, you need to cast all your care. Well, on God. Why is that? He cared for you. He went through all the suffering he went through just for you to be able to cast everything that you're concerned with on him. So what should I do? You should be thankful. And when you come to his house, you should be thankful that he has made ways for you, even When it seemed like you didn't have no way out. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. You're in a place, Jacob, where you should be thankful. And and for years, I'm going to tell you what, the the devil had a stronghold on the church. Folks, Folks would think it was wrong to praise God in church. Wrong to get happy in church to the point to where if somebody got the praising God in church, they would try to hold them down or take them out the side or the front door or the back door. But see, the house of God is a place for you to be thankful. But now this is one of the worst things you, you ever see, in my opinion, is when you see folks that are in A church where the anointing of God is flowing, but they still won't give God the praise that he deserves. I said, still won't give God the praise that he deserves. If you come to church every Sunday, but you never put your hands together and you got hands that you could put together, shame on you. If you come to church every Sunday and you never stand in honor of God, when, when it's a due time during the service to stand and just give him some glory, shame on you. Why? Because when we come in God's house, we should come in with a mindset of being Thankful. Not just praising him, but being thankful that you are in the house of God. Thankful that he saved you. Thankful that he's blessing you. Thankful that he's working everything out for your good. Thankful that he's changing things for the better. How many are hearing me? See, because as a child of God, again, you have to be optimistic. Optimistic. Reading the Hebrew writer and say, "Look, you need to just lay aside every weight, every weight, and the sin that that besets, hinders, or alters the way you think, talk, and act, and start looking to Jesus. Why? He your author. He your finisher. You should be looking at Him, knowing that He gonna, he, he what He started, He gonna finish." But he said, looking to him as the author and the finisher. But get this of your faith. That means your life, the beginning and the ending, if you live by faith, are going to be in accordance with God's written and revealed will. How I many understanding? So say to your neighbor, I, I don't ever want to find myself. With the wrong mind, y'all scared to say it. Let's try it one more time, neighbor. I don't ever want to find myself with the wrong in the. And I'm done. Let's get Lord hand the.